Welcome to the Raymond Tamaklo podcast. You are about to listen to a message as preached by the senior pastor and founder of Love Springs International Church, Nairobi, Kenya. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo is a missionary to the nation of Kenya. He is an author and a church planter. Reverend Raymond Tamaklo has a passion of raising pastors and shepherds who delight in the work of God. He has dedicated fairly all his life to the ministry of our Lord Jesus Christ, doing exactly this. He believes in ensuring that the Word of God is preached to all because each and every soul is precious and important to God. This podcast will reignite your love for God and His work and will work out times of refreshing in your life. Now, get ready to be blessed as you listen to the soul-saving Word of God expertly handled by Reverend Raymond Tamaklo of the Love Springs International Church Headquarters, Nairobi. Be transformed as you listen. Leadership is not measured by fluency. Leadership is measured by results. According to 2 Timothy chapter 4, the verse 10, one of the ways to know a leader is disloyal is those leaders who are worldly, just like Demas. For more of this great teaching, join Apostle Raymond Tamaklo for part 2 of the teachings on use signs and symptoms to guide you. Now, the message. Father, we thank you this afternoon for your mercies. Thank you for your ever-abiding presence in our existence and in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen. Please do have your seats. So let me clarify the first. It's for all pastors, shepherds, and Basanta members. Now, the midnight, there, there are there are what we call um shifts so this particular fast we're going to or first of all pastors are not useless people now I'm talking to those of you who are too busy but you make time for spiritual things. And it's a culture we must develop. When you need time off to go do private things, you have a way you find that time. It can't be any different 
for spiritual things. So, the same way that you are able to create um, a situation to go and see show show to um, go and see a beloved assuming he, she lives in Kakamega you disappear three days and then you come back is the same for spiritual things you make the time you will never ever have time in fact the devil doesn't want you to even find time for spiritual things so that is why people are full of excuses when it comes to um, finding time for spiritual things like conferences um, I can't make it I'm busy so first of all this kind of activities, if you take fasting, if you take conferences, if you take conventions, um, if you take um, revival meetings, is not with the assumption that you are idle. You know, some of you are cabinet secretaries, we know. And some of you are secretaries to um, governors, we know that. Do you get it? But even the secretary to the governor finds time to go to the toilet. Do you understand? Yes. So you have to find the time for spiritual things. Otherwise, you will never grow. Are you listening to me? You will never grow. We find the time. If your son, there was a time Odo's son was always at the hospital, and she was also always at the hospital. Do you understand? Yeah, she was always at the hospital. I think there were Sundays we closed church, we go and see her at the hospital, you know, until somebody told her, your mumu don't do too much. Look for seed and go and give apostle and stop this hospital visit. Do you get it? And her seed stopped the visit. Yes. Sometimes you can have an anointing staring at you in the face and you don't know how to stir it for your benefit. Do you understand? So she used to find time. I don't know if she carried laptop to the hospital. Yes, but she used to be there. Do you get it? Yes. So if you don't find the time, you also don't grow. So this particular fast, this is how it's running. It's a prayer time from midnight to 12 midday. 12 midday to 12 midnight. Do you understand? That is one day. Then 12 midnight to midday and meet, don't stop looking at me like that, please. I don't like you. <laughs> that will make day two. Do you get it? And then midnight to midday and to midnight of um, going to Monday will make 
three days and three nights. Now, normally, that's how a fast should be done. Any correct fast is from midday, no, midnight. That's why you don't eat uh, after midnight. Do, do you understand? And then some people foolishly eat at 11 something. Thinking that is more beneficial. That's why you feel more hungry. Do you understand? So, any correct fast starts from midnight to midnight. Do you get it? So, I'm just simply giving you the shift. Okay? So, you understand. It's midnight to midnight. That midnight to midnight is a night and a day. Do do you understand? In Genesis, when time began, you will see that the Bible will say, and the evening and the morning was the first day. Then he'll say again, and the evening and the morning was the second day. Do you get it? So a day comprises of a day and night. Every day comprises of these two things, day and night. That's a full day. So you have 12 hours of light and 12 hours of darkness. Is A day comprises of night and day. So any real biblical genuine fast is actually from 12 midnight to 12 midnight. That is a full day. Do you get it now? Yes. So, you, and if you do that, then you have three days and three nights. And that's how Jesus fasted. So, you see that when they described the fast in Matthew, um, they said 40 days and 40 nights. Do you get it? 40 days and 40 nights. That's a biblical fast. All right? So, we, that's how we're going to do the fast. Do you understand? Yes. So, you will ask, um, when do we break? Uh, maybe that's why some of you are looking at me weirdly. <laughs> Amen? You will break the fast, the, we start at midnight, watch this. So that's why I started by showing you the shift. 12 midday, right? And then 12 midday to 12 midnight. So that 12 midnight is when we break the first day's fast. Do you understand? Yes, I don't care if you think you are witches, you eat at midnight. And then that begins the next. Once you cease eating, you're not going to use one hour eating. And you know, some of you, you are abusers of liberty. Okay? If, if you are serious at all, five, ten minutes, you're done eating. After all, are you eating fruits? Yes. So, the, after eating is when the next fast begins. 
till the next midnight. So in three days, you eat three times. Do you understand? Yes. So I hope it makes sense to you now about the midnight, the day um, and night. That's, that's how a real biblical fast is done. All right? Now, you cannot be a true Christian who loves food more than um, spiritual things. All right? That's why sometimes we say that some of you are not born again and you argue with it. But the reality is you're not born again. Yes. No real saved man shudders at the thought of doing something spiritual. If you're truly saved, if you're truly saved, you cannot shudder at the thought of doing anything that will give you growth in the things of God. You, you don't shudder at such things. Are you listening to me? So, um, and all this is to suck some of you from this whole thing of leadership. Do you understand? It's to suck some of you because some of you are jokers and a waste of time. And you also not go and sit down and vote. I don't know why you are holding on. You see, you should voluntarily just sit down. Then I stop all this drama. This is drama. You do midnight to midnight. <laughs> and do midnight to midnight. Do you understand? And do, you now, when you see that, Charlie, this thing I'm not going to, it's like going for a degree. I went for a degree I've not used. Do you understand? And nobody forced me to finish it. I could have stopped midway. Do you understand? Yeah, so either you do what I have done. You, you still go through it and you don't use it. But that's something you decide. Or you stop halfway because at the end of the day, I won't use it. Yes. But then you can't stand anywhere and say, I have a degree. You will be lying. Do you see? And if you stopped in your sophomore year, and you go to River Road, and they give you one, one day you, you'll be found out. You get a point now. Yeah, you didn't finish, but you have tried and collected a fake paper, which many people do. Do you understand? Eventually, when they ask for their university, is one small cottage in Uganda. You know, I said, that's my university. Do you get it? Yes. But to have the full experience, and then to use what you gather from that experience and encounter its wisdom. Praise the Lord. So that's how the fast will go. That's why we're starting Friday midnight. Do you get it? Yes. I really sat down and analyzed the people I'm dealing with. And I said, how do I catch them all together? The Holy Spirit said, do the biblical fast. Midnight to midnight. Akuna Kazi. Is there Kazi at midnight? <laughs> so midnight <laughs> to midnight. <laughs> so if you like, pack your bag and come and put 
like book that corner. I say, now here I go die. Somebody else booked the pillar. I say, now here I go die. Do you understand? Midnight to midnight to midnight to midnight is, is from Friday midnight. I think I got the date right. Yes, it's Friday midnight. All right? You have any question? Stano, any question? Yes, LP. After the service, we continue the f- until midnight. Yes. All right. We are leaders, we are not followers. Do you understand? Leaders always stay a step ahead. Yes, so that's how come it's so. All right? Yes. Yes. I like questions. Thank you, Apostle. It removes all kinds of doubts. Uh, Thank you, Apostle. I wanted to ask that we are starting from Friday midnight to Monday midnight. It's so because it's three days. Yes. So Friday midnight to the midnight of Saturday is day one. Isn't it? That's a full day. Right? And then that midnight to Sunday midnight is day two of the twenty four hour fast. And then to the midnight of Monday. Yeah, that's three days. Thank you, Apostle. Oh, it doesn't make sense. No, it does. So, Thursday, 11.59. Friday, midnight starts. No, Friday, midnight. So, Friday... 12, 12 p.m. will be Friday, right? 12, no. 12 midnight. midnight yes. 12 a.m. That is after 11.59 Thursday. Midnight is Friday. Don't argue with L.P. Barry, please. <laughs> you, you see that you are wrong and she's right. <laughs> Hold on. Yes, LP is right. It's, it's the midnight of Thursday. Yes, so that will bring us to Sunday midnight. Okay. So if you're taking permission at all, it's the Friday. Do you, do you understand? And if we start the midnight of Friday, if you're taking permission at all, it, should, it will be the Monday. Like if you have somewhere going. If you have somewhere going. And now the Friday will be a problem. Then that's the Friday you take a break. Or the Monday you take a break. I don't know if I make sense. 
you work. Let's say you work. We know you don't work. But let's say you work Monday to Friday, right? So if there's a time you take an off, one day off, do do you get it? It will be now you ask permission for Friday. Because as for the Thursday midnight, you're still not working. So now you are free if you have permission, assuming you work for the Friday to, for the fast to have started. Or we make it the Monday. Do do you get it? Yes. Because you will have to use the full Monday as well. Yes. But if we do it um, as LP is saying, then the Monday is free. Because we'll finish the midnight of Sunday. The people whose school fees finishes fast still don't understand. (laughs) My initial calculation included the Monday. 12 midnight to midnight, midnight to midnight, and then midnight to midnight. That will have landed on Monday. But if we do it from the midnight of Thursday, which begins the day of Friday, then we will round up on a Sunday. In the, the wee hours of, that's like five minutes after midnight of Sunday, it's still Monday. Yes, you can still go to work. Yeah, who will stop you? So I believe the midnight of Sunday is better. Do you understand? Because that one, you still have activities in church to take your mind off the hunger and the food. That's why I always start every fast on a Sunday. It's easier for me to fast on a Sunday than on a Monday. It will never take off. Yes. It will never take off. If I'm to do a fast, that starts on a Monday. Monday that I am the most hungriest. Yes. Of all the days of the week, Monday is the day I can devour food. Yes. Because of my activity the previous day. Yes. So I prefer fast on Sunday, um, and that makes it easier. All right? So that's the fast we're going to have. Okay? If you don't understand, you can ask your grandmother to save you from it. (laughs) Mercy. I think it makes sense. Next time when you read in a Bible and Jesus fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, you have maximum respect for Jesus. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you have maximum respect for Jesus and you realize he was not joking at all. Yeah. I heard one man of God say Jesus was eating when he was fasting. Yes, Jesus was eating when he was doing the 40 days fast. Yes. 
interpretation of scripture now. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So that, you see, that's why you always want, if you're not led by the Holy Spirit, don't try that 40 days fast. You can die. Yes. This one we're even doing, we're eating fruits. And you see that it's not easy. Yes. That's the fast that, you, you know, it's easy to tell some of you don't fast, even though you pretend you're fasting. When you do the fast as you're supposed to do it, any slight movement can give you zungu zungu. Yes. Like Pastor Edwin, the other time we were praying, and I was over there, and he had knelt down and was praying. He, he thought he was superman. He just got up. I just saw somebody going like this. You know? So I had to rush to him, and I said, if he's okay. And then he realized his mistake. He got up suddenly. Yes. If you're really doing the fast, your reflexes are measured. Yes. Now you measure your reflexes. Yes. Some of you, just by looking at you, you know, I don't even have to prophesy just to know you are not fasting. <laughs> I've never seen someone fasting like you is so strong. <laughs> now you start pretending you are weak. Yeah, so your Christianity this side is very mediocre. People become Christians and they don't pay the price. Do you understand? Where I come from is the first things you will do. The pain of the price. So that you can enjoy some oil later. Do you get it? Some of you, you were Christians before you met me. And you never fasted before. The first time I announced fasting, people were happy. I said, why are they happy? So they'll be drinking chai. You know, they have never fasted in their entire life before. Do you get it? So, the question is, what kind of Christianity have you been practicing? Yeah, where a baby doesn't grow, you know? And that accounts for why we are not successful in SBS and FBS. It's because when people are saved, nothing happened to them. Yes. And you know true salvation when it creates a certain hunger in your spirit for more. That's true salvation. This salvation that somebody leaves their hand here and go home. When you call them, you say, what do you mean by FSBS? So strong believers, so I don't want it. I wonder what salvation that is. So, when you hear us talking about real fruit, 
we're actually talking about people who have had a real encounter with Christ. And it births because that encounter is what gives birth to your spiritual side. Until you are saved, you are just flesh. Do you get it? You are all about flesh. And that will help you understand John 3, 6. Jesus told Nicodemus, that which is born of the spirit, of the flesh, is flesh. So up until you are saved, you are just born of the flesh. So you were flesh. And then he said, and that which is born of the spirit is spirit. So now the Holy Spirit has come and his birth, that spiritual side of you. So the flesh will demand what the flesh will demand all through your life. But now there is a second nature which is birthed by the spirit. And it will also demand spiritual things like fasting, the reading of the word of God. Do you understand? And so any birth which doesn't come with the spirit and a hunger and desire for the things of the spirit is really not regeneration or being born from above. It's not. Amen. That's why you'll be surprised. People sit in church for 20 years, die, and Jesus will tell them, I, did, I don't know you. Yeah. Meanwhile, the person sat in church. And then you'll be told, I don't know you. I don't know you means I, haven't, I didn't birth you. Do you understand? The spirit didn't birth you. And when the spirit births you, the Bible says, our spirit bears witness with the spirit that we are the sons of God. Yeah. So there must be that spiritual side to a new believer. Yeah. That's what creates that hunger. Yeah, teach me this thing called speaking in tongues. It's not even the pastor that will say the new believer wants a new, more experience. Yeah. Did you understand? Yeah. I want to be able to do this. What do I do? Then the, the shepherd will tell the soul, oh, you have to learn how to pray. Uh-huh. How do I do it? Then they are taught. You have to learn how to fast. So, by what I'm saying, you can see clearly that even if 100 people stand here, real fruit are about two or one. If 100 people stand here, real fruit are about two or maybe even one. That's the reality. Yes. Because sometimes you can respond because of your emotions. Do you get it? Yeah. Maybe that day the people were singing... The things I used to do, I do them. They sang it well that day and it touched you. You don't understand? They sang it well that day. The friends I used to have, I have them no more. The places I used to go, I go there no more. There's a great change since I met you as touch out. I, I don't go to Jericho anymore to buy Bangi. I think I'm saved. Then you came forward. You are responding to the song. 
Do you understand? Yeah, you are responding to the song. So, um, that's that. But that you learn if you're doctrinally minded about real or true salvation. Yeah, it's not as you see it. Yes, and as far as I study the Bible and I learn, I'm discovering that sometimes it's a waste of time, you know, forcing people who have responded emotionally to wanting them to respond to spiritual things is a total waste of time. That which is born of the flesh is flesh. Yes, and that which is born of the spirit you'll see that it is also spirit. Yes, it wants spiritual things. Amen. All right. So that fast is to pray for our ministries. Yes. Um, those of us who are genuinely called. Not those of us who have called ourselves. Do you get it? Yes. It's, it's to pray for uh our ministries to pray for the anointing. Do you get it? Yes. Or everything that makes somebody function in the calling. Yes. Why is it important to do that? Some of you, the way you do your ministry is a proof that you, you are not equipped. Do you get it? You're not equipped. Yes. Any shepherd that is finding quiet time difficult is not equipped for ministry. Do you understand? Yeah. These days, some people write what I'm saying as their quiet time, like they are transcribers. (laughs) Mercy. Yeah, so... I believe that's a good reason to fast as a leader. Yeah. I've paid that price. I've fasted for many, many years. Praying for my ministry. Praying for the anointing. And um, all that. I have nothing to prove to any of you, by the way. I have nothing to prove to any of you. Yeah. You were not there when I was anointed. Do you get it? Yes. So... Reckon that God wants you to pay the price to be anointed. Yes. Some of you, if you get a little anointing, like if you get a little anointing, you'll see that. You see, many of you don't know. You will not suddenly start raising the dead. Yes. That's not how God anoints. Like he gives you the spirit you suddenly cripples are walking. No. The oil is so expensive. It's so, 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 so expensive. And God doesn't waste that oil. He'll put a drop on you. A tiny drop will come on you. Yes. A tiny drop will come on you. Then you see that, oh, you prayed for somebody with headache and the headache went. Then now, you see the drop of oil by reason of what you do, will start increasing. So that's why they talk about stirring of the oil. Yes. And then now, the more of spiritual activities you do, the more the oil is increasing. Yes. 
So it's not that you, you alone, you'll get one bottle. Somebody will get a bucket. Nah. You drop. That's why in the Hebrew, the anointing is described by different words. There is a type of anointing called the Daoshen anointing. Yes. And then there's a type of anointing called the Moshak anointing. And the application of the oil is not the same. Do you understand? In an instance, the oil is rubbed, is smeared, like how you smear pomade. It's a type of anointing. Then there is the one that the oil is poured. And they are not the same. Do you get it? Yeah, so um, reckon that there is a price to pay. Yes. I think the issue of the fast is settled. We're clear in our minds, are we? By the way, no one is forcing you. So you don't have to frown at me. Yeah. I mean, now you, you are walking, some of you are walking up and down. Do I control you? Yeah. When you sat down by the mama at the Vibanda, was I there to stop you? No, I'm not the Holy Ghost. If you know we are fasting and you can stop by the vibanda, sit down, cool our chips. I mean, you are stronger than the Holy Ghost. Do you get it? Is it me now that will try to like tie your legs? You know, like all of you, I tie you with um, ropes. Then as you are going, when I see you are straining to the vibanda, I pull you. No, I, I'm not that strong. To your God, you will answer. Yes. And I will answer to my God equally. Yes. It's not. So when we are announcing some of these things, just smile and be happy. Knowing that, Charlie, it not be by force. You get a point now. Yeah. It's not a sentence of death for you to frown. You know. When you came to this church, did somebody tell you that we collected free wills from people? Like now, say, let's go to the bank for the free will, collect your own and return it. Rudisha, do you understand? Yeah, then, yeah, yeah, now I can choose whether I'll fast or not. Charlie, choose your choose. Yeah. If you want it badly, you pay the price. Yes. Um, that's why diamonds are found in the crust of the earth. Yes. And gold is found beneath the grounds of the earth. Yes. Precious things are always hidden. Yeah. If you buy a gold chain right now, I can bet you, you will look for the safest place to place your gold chain. Why? It is a treasure. Yes, and anointing is a treasure. And if you want to believe what I'm saying, go and read Jesus' parable. He will tell you that the kingdom of God is like a merchant who went looking for pearls and he found one precious pearl. Look at what he said. He went and sold everything he had to go and buy that one pearl. Jesus was referring to something. Yes. If it's important, you sell everything to purchase that which is precious. 
And if the anointing is precious, you will do everything to get the anointing. Yes. Otherwise, soon you will still say, I am a man of God. I'm a man of God. I'm a man of God. And then you see that you have a secret muganga. You understand? Who gives you a ring to operate with? And the reason you have chosen that path is the price to pay for the pure anointing. You don't have what it takes to pay that price. That's what leads many pastors to seek after which doctors. Do you get it? Is, is, I find it very disgraceful when a witch doctor comes out and says, oh, I have 1,000 pastors. I mean, a witch doctor has more pastors than I have. And you, those ministries, you, you see the things they do, the weirdest things that has nothing to do with Christianity is everything that happens in such ministries. You know. I saw a man of God teaching his church members about dwarf spirit. And I look for dwarf in the Bible. Dwarfs that have spirit. I look for them in the Bible. Me too, I wanted a dwarf. I can't find it. There are some men of God, if they are performing miracles and you strip them, you like, you strip them, you find charms on their bodies. Yes. You find charm and amulets and talismans on their body yes. that they are using to do those nonsense. So, go for the original thing. Yes. Pay the price and get the original thing. Yes. When you have it, you can defend it anywhere. Yes. When you are prophesying and they strip you, they only find your boxes and your vest. Do you understand? Yeah. And then you don't have weird things that you are not allowed to do. Do you get it? Like you have weird things that you are not allowed to do. Oh, on Thursdays, no human being should see your face. <laughs> you have weird things you have to do. Nah, you don't need that nonsense. Just pay the price for the anointing. Amen. Paying the price is not easy, as you can tell. Yeah, and like Kenyans will always say, must it be that hard? Mm-hmm. The answer is yes, it must be that hard. If you went to the Muganga and they gave you vulture meat to eat, some of you would eat it. All right, so um, that's that. And then the second thing is 
This month is Operation Rescue the Perishing. We're back to outreach. Write it. I don't like the way you are not bothered at all. We're back to outreach. On Mondays, Wednesdays, and Fridays. We're back to center outreaches. Mondays, Wednesdays to Fridays. Amen. Operation Rescue the Perishing. Amen. a song for that. There's a hymn for that. Um, that theme. Have you ever sang it before? We should learn it so that you know it's serious. Some of you, anything there's a song attached to it, you take it seriously. <laughs> yeah. There's a hymn like that. If you can find it for us, we can learn it. Even if they don't know how to sing it, though. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. Weep over erring one. Lift up the falling, tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. You are pretending. Yes, it's a, it's a correct, yeah, it's a correct hymn. I don't know, is it written by Charles Wesley or who? They can't even find it. I should tell you it's not popular rescue, rescuing the perishing. <laughs> it's by... Oh, he wrote it, huh? Okay. Put the lyrics on the screen. What problem do you have with rescuing the perishing? I didn't say play in a tune. I said put the lyrics on the screen. You're looking for organ. You want to turn it into a funeral. (laughs) Fanny Crosby. 
Yes. It says, rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. Weep over the erring one. Lift up the fallen. Tell them of Jesus, the mighty to save. And then the chorus is, rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Though they are slighting him, still he is waiting. Waiting the penitent child to receive. Plead with them earnestly. Plead with them gently. He will forgive if they only believe. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Down in the human heart, crushed by the tempter, feelings lie buried that grace can restore. Touched by a loving heart, wakened by kindness, cords that were broken will vibrate once more. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Rescue the perishing. Duty demands it. Strength for thy labor the Lord will provide. Back to the narrow way, patiently win them. Tell the poor wanderer a savior has died. Rescue the perishing. Care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will save. Amen. Okay, do you have a, a tune? Let's do the funeral. <laughs> Organ always reminds me of the Presbyterian Church. Stand on your feet. We are learning a song. To the perish, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sea and the grave. Weep over everyone, lift up the fallen. Tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Though a slight in him, still he is waiting. Waiting the penitent child to receive. Plead with them earnestly. Plead with them gently. He will forgive if they only believe. Rescue the perishing. Care for the die. Uh, wait, wait. Wait. You don't like my song. <laughs> Open your mouth and sing the song. In fact, we're even lucky we are singing along. Do you understand? Yeah. 
It's a powerful song. It's not meant for funeral. Let's go. Start from the beginning. Skew the perishing, care for the dying, snatch them in pity from sin and the grave. Weep over herring one, lift up the falling, tell them of Jesus the mighty to save. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will say. Though they are sliding him, still he is waiting. Waiting the parent and child to receive. Plead with them earnestly. Plead with them gently. He will forgive if they only believe. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Down in the human heart, crushed by the tempter. Feelings like buried that grace can restore. Touched by a loving heart, waking by kindness. Cause that are broken will vibrate once more. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Rescue the perishing, duty demands it. Strength for thy labor, the Lord will provide. Back to the will provide. Tell the poor wanderer, a Savior has died. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Care for the dying, Jesus is merciful, Jesus will save. Amen. Alright, so that's the hymn. At least you've learned a hymn today. You can sit down. Rescue the perishing, care for the dying. Jesus is merciful. Jesus will say yes. So that's the theme for the operation. Rescue the perishing. All right? When you don't feel like doing outreach, play the song. Do you get it? Yes. When Satan is standing by you and say, don't do it, play the song. Yes. Especially the last, the last stanza. Rescue the perishing. Duty demands it. Yes. Especially the last stanza. 
rescue the perishing. What? You don't feel like it, but duty demands it. Strength for thy labor, the Lord will provide. Yes. Back to the narrow way. Patiently win them. Tell the poor wanderer a savior has died. So when you don't feel like doing it, just play the last stanza. Rescue the perishing. Duty demands it. Yes. There are two ways to have sex. You can have sex beautifully or you can have sex dutifully. And I don't like Gohan the way you are looking at me as I'm saying it. Yes. You can have sex beautifully or you can have sex dutifully. Either way, you are doing it because duty demands that you do it. Yes. Once a man has married you, you have to choose how you would have sex with him. Yes. Do you understand? Yeah. As a woman, you have to choose. Either that, hey, when it comes to bedmatics, it will be beautiful. Or I will do it dutifully. Yes, those who do it dutifully, they don't move. They lie there like a cadaver. They are only fulfilling a duty of being there. Do you understand? A duty of being there. And those who do it beautifully, they have maneuverings. And they have slitherings. And they have coilings. And then they have shoutings and scratches. Yes. The whole thing, when it's done, it's like a movie. Beautiful. Yes. (laughs) And the dutiful woman will lie there like a log. You understand? Yes. That's the dutiful wife. Yes, that's the kind that would tell the husband, please, when you finish, cover me. (laughs) She's just there for duty. Do you understand? Yeah. So, let's do it beautifully, not dutifully. There's joy and minshe when it's done beautifully. Yes, there's no joy when it's done dutifully. All right? All right? All right? Yeah. Some people will die and meet God, and God will show them all the beautiful things they could have enjoyed that they didn't enjoy. And then they'll say, God, send me back one more time. And God will say, Mba, it is appointed, Hebrews 9:27. it is appointed unto man once to die. Yes, after that judgment. Amen. All right, so I want to teach you briefly on a topic I've, I started some time ago. Use symptoms and signs to guide you. Did I finish it? How many points did I give you? Derek doesn't know what I'm talking about. How many points did I give you? Use symptoms and signs to guide you.
How many points did I give you? Beauty. Beauty. Where is she? Charlie, come and remove this. I think she'll put another one. She won't be angry, will she? You are, you are the daughter. Will she be angry? Okay, then remove it. <laughs> You're sure she won't say, eh, you were complaining the other day that there were dust and I put, uh, is it paper bag? What's it for? <laughs> I put clean fill and you have removed it. And then next you become, will she say that? She will say that. Okay. <laughs> you know, you have to be careful around here. So even me as a senior pastor, I'm very careful. <laughs> careful now. Yeah. How many points did I give you? One. Yes. And then I went into, how many points did I give you? Are you sure? Eric says two. Who agrees with him? I think I gave you one. And then I went into loyalty and disloyalty for the signs. So you don't write notes, eh? I gave you one, one point, then I went into the signs of disloyalty. So if you don't know where I was, I gave you three points under the signs, yes. But the main point was one, yes. The point number one is use symptoms and signs to detect disloyalty. And then I was giving you the signs. Number one, a leader who disappoints you in times of pressure or crisis. Right? Number two, a leader who disappoints you when they are under pressure. So when they are under pressure, they disappoint you. Do you get it? Yes. Why didn't you do center? They locked the place for the center. Do you see that? So you, you choose to save yourself and to disappoint a leader because you are under pressure. Now, until that is sorted, this church will never go anywhere. Have you seen war? Real war? You know, this generation, you've not seen real war movies. Those of us who grew up in the 90s, we saw war movies. Do you get it? Some of you have heard Ukraine and Russia are fighting. And then you just see one tank moving through a town. Well, that's, that's not war. Yes. 
Real war is fought in trenches. Do you understand? Real war. Now, if you are a soldier, you are going to be under so much pressure. And yet, your commander demands of you to win, to fight, to work. Do you understand? So, when you are under pressure, is it when we are all seated here, it's not when you tell who is loyal. There are things that comes around to show and to reveal your loyalty. And one of them is when you are under pressure. Are you loyal to Jesus when you are under pressure? Now this is real war. Forget the ones they do today. Real war. Are you loyal when you are under pressure? Because oftentimes I hear people talk. I hear the things they write. And then I wonder, do you believe in what you're being taught at all? Because if you do, you are under pressure. Only somebody who is close to you will ask you, how did you manage? Because the person knew maybe the situation you were in. And yet you did the center. Yet you did evangelism. And then they ask you, are you, is it sorted? And you say, no. Then they are even surprised that you, you, in spite of your pressure, they understand, stayed faithful to the call. The call to teach the sheep of Jesus Christ. The sheep is not my sheep. I'm a caretaker. Do you understand? You are a caretaker. Now, God expects every one of us that even under pressure, you don't relent on your duty as a minister. That's the reason why Catherine Coleman could still minister to God's people and she herself had a heart problem. So they'll tell you that in her meetings, after a time, they just whisk her away so that she doesn't overstress herself. Yet, people are getting healed from wheelchairs, crutches. Do you understand? So, it's like the anointed, listen to this, the anointed contains something very powerful. And sometimes it takes pressure to release a piece of it, like a bottle of perfume that costs, let's say, $10,000. A bottle of perfume that costs $10,000, right? The bottle contains some, a liquid that is very precious. Do you get it? And to diffuse that liquid, you have to apply pressure. So, this is the call of every one of us. 
There's something inside of you that is precious. So Paul says, we have this treasure in earthen vessels that the excellency of the power may be of God and not of us. So then, that precious thing, under pressure, you are still releasing it. Under pressure, you are still teaching. Under pressure, you are still working. Under pressure, if you cannot learn to operate under pressure, you will become a disappointment. Amen? You will become a disappointment. Because as for you, your Christianity works better when there is no maneno. Yeah, you are a true Christian when there is no problem. And then you are not so a correct Christian when you have problems. Do you understand what I'm saying to you? Yes. So, you can tell that somebody is disloyal when they are under pressure, they disappoint you. Amen? Do you understand? Yeah. I've taught it here. I've taught it again. But tomorrow, somebody will say that I didn't have my center because the kindergarten child who has the key to the door to the particular room I use, I've heard that a bicycle has knocked her. We can't find the key. I don't know if you're understanding the teaching. Yeah, somebody will say that the caretaker, I'm a kunwa, pombe, sana, and he has collapsed. Yes, so he's not opening the door. That's, I, what do you want me to do? Then they start asking foolish questions. What do you expect me to do? What do you mean by what do we expect you to do? You are a leader, behave like one. A leader looks for solutions when there is pressure. That's not the time to ask demonic inspired questions. So what do they expect me to do? We expect you to slap yourself. At least I've given you an answer. Yeah. I mean, if you a leader at your level, you're asking, so what do they, what, what do they, what, who, in fact, wait, wait, wait. Who are you even referring to as they? Who is even the they? You can't refer to your pastors as they. It's disrespectful. You can't say, so, now, uh, yeah, the place is locked, so I should do what? You see, when you ask foolish questions, you get a foolish answer. Wise questions draw out wise answers. Do you, do you understand? If I sent you to get me water, and then you, there are some questions I don't like to answer. You brought the water. Then you ask me, where should I put it? Put it in my nose. It's a foolish question. When you ask, is it some, some of you, if we want to answer you, eh? You say, hmm. Tumishiangu, akona baringo kiburi. 
Madarao. Do you understand? Yes, because if you brought the water, then you are looking at me. Do you, do you get it? Then you're asking me, Apostle, where should I place it? Come and put it here. <laughs> no, I'll get up for you to come and put it here. I am trying to show you that when you ask demonically inspired questions, you should get an answer in the same direction. I'll show you a scripture in Proverbs. No, no, wait. Um, I, you know, I like it when people start frowning at the teaching. I just know that in Aingia. When somebody is a fool, say a fool. Uh-huh. When somebody is a fool, you have two things you will do. But you will do it at the appropriate time. Watch this. In an instance... Don't answer a fool. Then there are instances when you must answer a fool. Do you understand? In the instance when you should not answer a fool and you answer him, you become like him. And then in the instance when you should answer a fool and you don't answer him, he will think he is wise. Proverbs 26 verse 4. Give me NLT. Don't answer the foolish argument of fools. Or you will become as foolish as they are. So this is the instance when you don't answer a fool. The person is just fooling. And the layer. You understand? Because if I want to answer you now, I'll just become like you. And I don't want to become like you. Do you get it? So, just fool. Verse 5. Be sure to answer the foolish argument of fools. Or they will become wise in their own estimation. So, somebody is fooling. That's why sometimes we allow you to fool. Nobody wants to be like a fool. Do you understand? Then... At another time, somebody has to stand up to you. That's what I mean. I watch people for a while before I react. Do you see? When you're fooling and you are being watched, you should know that somebody is giving you time to round up your foolishness quickly. I don't know if you understand. Like you're fooling. You know you're fooling. You, you, you are, you are, you're fooling and you're not flowing. Do you get it? And you, it's like... Is it when people walk around here thinking that they can disrespect pastors, you'll be allowed for a while. Then one day, you'll be shown your answer to show you that you are not wise. I don't know if you get the difference. Yeah, so sometimes you are given a rope, you know, to play like a monkey. Then after a while, they start pulling the monkey's rope. Do you get it? And that's the moment you are, to sh- you are being shown that 
You see, that somebody allowed you to fool for a while doesn't mean that you are wise. So, give me King James now. Look at it. Verse 4. Answer not a fool according to his folly, lest thou also be like unto him. Verse 5. Answer a fool according to his folly. So, when you are giving an answer, the answer should be commensurate with your level of folly. If you are a big fool, the answer should be a big fool's answer. Then if you are a small fool, we answer you on your level of folly. Do do you understand? Now, nobody expects me when Derek is fooling to answer him in a way that I will answer some people that have sat here for 10 years. We have just started with his level of folly. You understand? So some of you that have been here, you need the answer of a great folly. And then the smaller new fools... They are also endured for a while. Do you understand? Then when their foolishness grows to a certain level, they get commensurate what? Response. When you stay with your father in the same house for a while, you know what pleases your father and you know what displeases him. When you know what pleases your father and you don't do it, you're a foolish son. Yes. You get it. When he's, when he's, so now your father, when your father's nephew comes to the house, you see that there are things you, use, you do, your father slaps you, your, your cousin will do, and the, the, <laughs> Because he's a new fool. Do do you understand? He's a new fool that has come to the house. Yes. But you, you are a resident old fool. And he he doesn't expect you to do that. Do you get it? So, your mother slaps you when you eat and you don't wash the dishes. And then a visitor came. She eats and puts the plate in the sink and your mother washes it and you are shocking. So you two, you decide, I'll go and put mine. Your mother will use you to teach the new fool that in this house That's the reason I enjoy an interview that um, Nani gave concerning Sir Alex Ferguson one day. What happened in the dressing room? And I realized that Sir Alex was a leader. Yes. Sometimes, uh, let, me t- let me tell you something. Some of you here, the devil uses you Like you should know better. 
But the devil puts a kind of pride in you to walk around here trying to test the powers that be. So LP Beryl should be behaving. She starts fooling around here. So as she's fooling at her level, watch this. Everybody is watching to see what the leader will do. So even the new fool is watching. Do you get it? So if you allow Satan to fill you with his symptoms or his pride, right? You will be used as an example, like the way your mother will use you as an example to teach the new fools that you can't grow wings around here. So, if she makes herself my target, I will have to use her to teach you that if I can deal with her, you, who are you? That is why people who are placed in position must be above reproach. Two, people who are around pastors must be of the utmost example. Otherwise, by your actions, you are setting into effect an evil domino effect. So, a leader is forced to react. Not that he wants to react. He's forced to react. Or maybe somebody is seated here and you are the eldest. Let's say you are, let's say Aunt Agatha. Did you get it? And then it's Aunt Agatha that is fooling. So, if you allow the fooling to go on, everybody says, oh, now that's the way to, to go. So, wisdom teaches you the adult to behave in a way that you are not used as an example. I don't know if I'm making sense to you. So when Satan wants you to be used as an example, and listen, you start behaving some way. Yes. You, you, you now, you just start behaving some way. Yeah. Some people thought that when I asked them to leave the church, the church will become useless. There is nobody here, including me, that will stand here and I say, oh, take me out. And the church does not exist. I'm a liar. Because if this is Jesus' church, minus me, the church will still exist. Yes. So nobody around here is so powerful that we have to tiptoe around you. Not the pastors, not you. Because before you came, this seat was empty. Do you understand? Yes. And then what you didn't know is that it, was, it is empty because somebody who was sitting there got up and left. When you also get up and you leave, somebody will come and find the seat empty. That's why you can't be proud that's why to say, oh, without me, the branch cannot grow. That is a demon speaking. 
And you see, God has a way to respond to such demons. He shows you that you are nothing. Always, when you're watching football, always look on the substitute bench. Sometimes it's surprising the players that are sitting down and the ones that are playing. It's surprising. You wonder, why is the coach, you know everybody is a coach in this world. Why is the coach not playing this guy? I mean, bring on, bring on this guy, let him play. And then the, the guy you are like, He's seated. The coach has made him to sit down. Yes. When Solskjaer played for United, he never, almost never started any match. Yeah. The former coach, he played for United. He almost never, never like start or played 90 minutes. He never did. Always when the team is losing bad, then Sir Alex will bring him on. He's sure to score one or two goals. He's sure to. You see, right now, you think that you are Elijah. <laughs> oh, yeah. There are people who think, I'm Elijah. What did Elijah say? Elijah said to God, God, I'm the only prophet left. They have killed all your prophets and I alone am left and even me, they are seeking to kill me. And God says, not so. You got it wrong. I have 7,000 other prophets who have not bowed down the knee to bow. You are not special. And since you are complaining, come home. Since you are complaining and you think you are alone, I'm going to take you out. And you see that I still have seven other thousand prophets. You think you are the only one who didn't bow down? Seven thousand against one. So Elijah, come home. That's how the ministry of Elijah ended. So God's substitute bench has seven thousand a coach may have about 10 or 8 sitting behind him. God has 7,000. That's why when it comes to ministry, your secular mind can't wrap itself around how God operates. When you tell me that the reason you resign as a shepherd is because you felt that you were not being acknowledged well enough. And you felt underappreciated. Stop. What have you done? Let's start from there. What have you done? I mean, to, to feel underappreciated it must be that you were bringing about 20 buses to Embakasi. 
And the pastor never once said, oh, our shining star, Kohana, our shining superstar. He alone brought 20, 20 buses. It's extraordinary. Do you understand? Let's start from there. What have you accomplished in your small ministry? You mean holding microphone, praying prayer. That brings a little droplet of anointing on you. I should appreciate you on top of your training. Show me one soldier who is a recruit that demands appreciation from their drill sergeant. Sergeant, you see, I, I, I jogged well today. They'll say you alone jog for another 12 hours. Never do you hear soldiers being appreciated. Yet you'll be surprised that the reason Kenya exists is not because of police. Uganda knows that there is an army within this nation. If they rise, the army will rise. They are silent defense forces. They, they are the least appreciated. But the reason this country exists is because of them. Otherwise, you'll be surprised that a president sitting nearby is looking at, how can I carry Kenya and make it my own? For some reason, that's how they think. Do you understand? That's why Putin will get up and annex a part of another nation. That is, they add, they chop just a part and add it to their nation. Somebody is looking at here and says, I wish I could add Kenya to Uganda. When I finish, then I add Tanzania. But why is the person not moving? He knows that there will be an equal reaction. Do you understand? Yes. So, soldiers are the least appreciated. Yet, when it comes to defending this nation, they will go and die. And nobody will even hear of their death. My uncle... One of my uncles is a soldier. And they were on peacekeeping mission in Congo. And they used um, a helicopter to bring relief food to Kinshasa. So the rebels had surrounded the airport. So the flight has to land and in about 5 to 10 minutes take off quickly before the rebels come. So, they have to now drag out like kilograms of rice. The relief food. Every soldier is, you carry the bag, you're running, you're running. And then, he just saw darkness. When he woke up, he was in a hospital in South Africa. And he had stroke. And he was paralyzed. Then when he was a bit sustained, they flew him from South Africa to the military hospital in Accra. And my mother would tell me and my brother, go every, like almost every other day, we went praying for my uncle. I never saw his commander there because we were frequently there praying for him frequently there like every other day we'll go pray, anoint him pray, anoint him you see when he didn't die 
is when after him, my mother died. So the thing was coming for him and he somehow survived it. Because earlier on, it picked their sister. So the next year, it was coming for him. And he, he survived it. And then the same way he fell in Congo is the same way my mother fell in the evening. My mother was going to eat and she fell in the porch. And the thing took her. Do you understand? So, I never once saw, like we went, then there are soldiers here, oh, oh, we want to appreciate you. You know that day when you were carrying the bags of rice, the people who ate the rice have sent messages to you, you know, that you should recover. Who ate the rice? Do they even know who dropped the bag of rice? That is why we never expect thank you here on earth our reward is an eternal reward you are seated here every, oh, thank you tobias for leading the uh, prayer now we should thank you enough uh, brother tobias thank you your prayer leading was very powerful in fact in the whole church we have never seen anybody now we'll start telling you don't worry don't worry we, we have never seen anybody backing prayers like the two of you. Man, you are roaring lions. We'll give you accolades. The way you pray, if a lion meets you at midnight, you swallow the lion. You're a prayer warrior. You're a warrior of Jesus Christ. Man, I never knew a lady can lead prayer like that. Let's appreciate our sister for such a powerful prayer time. Yeah, we'll start appreciating you. Yeah. Then when we are done, you'll soon see that you have lost your eternal reward. Because if you read your Bible and you knew what you were called to do, you, you won't tell me that the reason you have stopped shepherding and stopped being in the church is because you're not acknowledged enough. Church, do you all agree that our sister Rachel today sang with the voice of an angel? I'm sure we'll hear her true voice when the angel lifts itself from her. We'll see her real voice. But today, her voice was the voice of an angel. Then Sunday, she'll come again. Say that or she doesn't sing. Oh, yeah. That's the kind of Christianity we want. I want to be appreciated for everything. So, when a soldier is under pressure, imagine a soldier under pressure and asking the commander, please appreciate me. That's why some people can't clean the church. The pastor is not there to see it, to praise them. So if the pastor is not there, why should I fool myself that I'm cleaning this place? Who sees me? So some people, you see them joining and cleaning once the pastor is around. Yes. But the pastor is not there. They are like, ah, yeah, he's not here. He's not there. He's not there. Yeah. Many of you... When you go to heaven, you will discover that you served a man for 10 years. 
you never served God. That's why, and you know you are serving a man. When the man is not there, your level of exuberance, activity diminishes. You will finish 20, waste 20 years only to be told that you served that man. And me, I'm not here looking for anybody to serve me. The people around me, when they are serving around me, and my pastors will tell you that when they are serving around me and their service to me affects their service to God, I release them. I don't want to stand before God and then I am the reason you never amounted to what God wants you to amount. Because of what? Whatever you do for me, I can do it by myself and far better. So the moment I see it's affecting where God's whatever is concerned, you see that I let them go. Yeah, because I, I know within myself that in the grand scheme of things, I am very insignificant. Yes. I'm very, very insignificant. And I don't even want you to think that I am anything. That's why when people tell, oh, Apostle, you're anointed. I don't accept it. In my mind's eye, I am very insignificant. You got a point now. So those of you are here for recognition. No, wait, wait. Those of you are here for recognition and appreciation and acknowledgement. The heavy we are going, you, you are not going some. You want it, you want your payment here. Where we are going, Charlie, are you not going some? Stano, are you not going? You don't want to hear him say, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. You don't want to hear him say it. Apostle should give you the payment now. Okay, well done. Thou good and faithful servant. What what have you received? Nothing. But when he tells you, well done, thou good and faithful servant, he'll place a crown of life on your head. Yes. Since you came to this church, have I opened any drawer and shown you the crown of lives that God gave me to give to my shepherds? He's the one that will tell you, well done. And then he removes the crown and puts on your head and says, thou good and faithful servant. You see, me too, I'm looking for the crown. What will pain me is I see Stano in heaven with a crown and I don't have some. I, I think that day we, we will fight. <laughs> like we are in heaven. Stano is walking around with. Stano that I led in 21 days prayer. He's wearing a crown. And I don't have. One man of God died and went to heaven. 
and he saw his houseboy being held in high esteem in heaven. His houseboy who polishes his shoe, carry his bags and everything. And he had crowns and he was surrounded by angelic hosts. Nobody even noticed him. The pastor. So when he came back to life, he was angry at the houseboy. Yes. He even sacked the houseboy. Yes. <laughs> yes. He even sacked the houseboy. He realized that, Charlie, there's nothing for him in heaven. Is a guy like this, foolish, who has the crown. So I think he's sacking him was to deny him the crown. Yeah. Huh. Oh. Anyway, we'll go to Apple, where they do metal works. Apple. We'll go to Joakali and we'll do crowns and place here. Now we'll do now we are also into crowns. Yes, I'm going to come with crowns now. Yes. We're going to form crowns apple. Joakali. Yes. So that we'll, once in a while you see somebody walking around the church with a crown. So, wow. What's the name of your crown? In each crown, I'll come up with a name for the crown. Yes. One of the crown will write crown of Shekinah. So, my crown is called Shekinah. <laughs> Since now we are into appreciations, we want to receive it here. Senior, okay. I'm going to come up with crowns now. Yes. And when we give you the crown, every Sunday you must wear it till you die. <laughs> Since you are, into, you are into crowns. Yes. It's part of your, 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 your whatever in this church. You must wear, once you receive the crown, Charlie, you must wear it. Yes. Every Sunday. We should not see you in church without your crown. Shekinah crown. Yes. Would do a red crown, a red, very red crown, and put it on your head, and we'll write the crown of the blood of Jesus. Yes. If anybody needs to touch the blood of Jesus, they just come and touch your crown. And then you say, "Be healed, be healed." Since now we are into acknowledgments and 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 appreciations. Amen. How many did I give you it for the signs? Three. Leaders who have moral weaknesses. Leaders who have moral weaknesses. If you have moral weaknesses... The revelation of it will become your junction of elimination. Yes. 
It's fine when nobody knows. Do you understand? Yeah, it's fine. It's fine when you have had four Chinyamaji relationships. Until you broke the heart of the seventh girl and she, she couldn't keep quiet. You see that once she reveals the details, you have entered your junction of elimination. And usually, the junction of elimination is because people do not find room for repentance. Nobody is just eliminated. You made a girl pregnant in the church. When we found out, you said we should keep quiet. Now, the keeping quiet will not test your room for repentance. But announcing it, brother Carlos has put his pimpim into sister B. And the pimpim has produced Bele. Do you understand? When we say to everybody, if you leave this one, you'll be very, he's like a gazelle. You'll be swift. Do you understand? This one can be the Mbappe of the ministry of girls. So his own room for repentance is tested when his deeds comes abroad. Do you, do you understand? Yes. And that's what many people don't like. Uh, I came to you and I told you. There are things when you're told or you are telling, you should know that it's not just for the pastor. Everybody has, you see, When I come here like that, you know I'm going for a scripture. Mbappe, you can sit. You know, what I fear about this young man is his mouth. You see, I'm a man and I fear his mouth. I think when I say that he himself he he doesn't understand. 
But one day he will understand. There are many things I've said that people don't understand, but one day you say, ah, that's why that man kept saying he feared my mouth. I think the scripture I'm looking for is in, hold on, Timothy. Is it First Timothy 5? Those who sin rebuke publicly. Give me the NLT. Let's read it together. See, after that, I don't have to preach another paragraph. <laughs> so now, that's where the test of humility comes in. You understand? Yes? That's where the test of humility comes in. With your big stomach, you are four months pregnant. You stand here. Mbappe stands here. Then we tell the church that as we were praying and fasting, these two were having sex. This is not how a Christian should behave. Then Sister B will cry, cry. Do you understand? Normally the girls will cry. Do you get it? Then when we finish, we go to the office. And then you are encouraged. Don't take it like a disgrace. Why shouldn't you take it as a disgrace? Because it is serving as a warning to others. So if you don't want to be used as an example, as you Bad things. I don't know if you're understanding me. If you don't want to be used as an example of the girl who was not married but got pregnant, we should, if you have done it, you should be used as an example. You don't want 
want to be used as an example. And you are opening your leg. Pium, 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 pium. Now you have done the wrong thing. So that if you are a Christian, he says you should be reprimanded in front of the whole church. If you like, take your Bible. Remove this page from it. You the point now. Try it. You see, when we, f- when we finish, Mbappe will say, let's go. We are not going back there anymore. You see, you will be a foolish girl to allow Mbappe to take you away. Yes. Others have done it. Today, whatever they are going through, they, they wish they had just listened. One young girl threatened the young man who gave her belay and the baby came. That even this baby, I can kill the child. Somebody who was once in this church. Even this child, I can kill. I don't know what they did and they were fighting. Yeah. There you are, Mbappe. Your woman is saying, I'll kill this baby. And then you think that you are in a comfortable zone. You are not. One day you truly return and she has met the the child. Words are spirit. Do you understand? Yeah. Is it my wife who will look at me and say, I will kill her. Hey, you want to kill who? I can't even kill your daughter. You see, that's why God wants all these things done in a covenant between a man and a woman. If you go to America, the reason blacks are, you know, I I find it very funny when they blame, they blame slave trade for how black Americans are. It's so funny. You see a normal 19-year-old white male and he's married. Even if he leaves this marriage, he'll marry again. You see our black brothers, they have three baby mamas. Four baby mamas. And then they are living in their mother's house. So, the level of crime has been due to the dysfunctional families they come from. And any place where the family structure is toyed with, you see that young men grow up in crime. If you like, go to Jericho now. Go to um, Korogocho and ask almost all the young men, they've never even seen their fathers. That's why such a young man can lift a gun and point it to an older man and threaten to, because he has no father in his life. I was happy when the Supreme Court finally had my teachings on come we stay is not marriage. Yes, that's the Supreme Court. They are hearing my message. (laughs) 
They, they heard my podcast. You don't know. <laughs> what even shows me is girls don't know that this is for their protection. It is the girls. You'll be surprised. It is the girls that tells the brother, we are a family. Yeah, we have family. Which family? <laughs> it, it's like some girls, they don't have a house they can eat from. Yeah. So any boy they find, they say, oh, what do you eat? Mutura, oh, I'll come and eat it with you. <laughs> Tell a sister, don't be useless. Hey, Tell her sister, don't be useless. Tell her. Tell her sister, don't be useless. Don't let Mutura lead you into a false marriage. Marzi. Even after that, they'll still continue. Huh? <laughs> no matter years spent together. Yeah. Now they have entered the Bible. Yes. They have entered the Bible. Do you understand? Yes. Very soon, if you are a girl... And you don't have a job. No brother will marry you. You see, I'm taking, I'm now, I'm, I'm now taking it to the next level. If you are a girl, do you understand? And you don't have a job. No brother will marry you. I will strongly advise any brother going to marry a sister. Who doesn't have a job, I will greatly advise you to wait till she finds a job. So when do you want to marry June? Does she have a job? No, so let's wait. <laughs> let's wait till she gets a job. Yes. Is it? That's when the foolish, the ones who are not sons won't understand me. Eh? You said we should marry. I brought her to, you said she doesn't have a job. I said, wait. Wait till she gets a job. Don't you understand that? What do you understand by wait? Then you come back six months. Apostle, she's not getting a job. Wait. You see, when women don't work and they marry a man who provides everything, they begin to take him for granted. When you start carrying your own bucket of water. You see that every drop in that bucket is important. 
Where do you work? So I work at um, Standard Chartered Bank. Where does he work? Oh, he's, he's looking for a job. Wait. Do what? Oh, he works at you, Uncle. What are you doing? Oh, he says, I'll be a housewife. Then, when you ask the foolish boy, how much is your salary? So, Apostle, they pay me 25,000. 25,000, you're looking for a housewife. You hate yourself. Why then did the Bible say two are better than one? Yes. If you're bringing 25,000 home, she's bringing 25,000 home. You have 50,000. Two are better than one. And don't come and tell me, you know, Apostle, you once said that uh, my money is my money and his money is our money. I have changed the teaching. Your money is our money. And my money is our money. I've changed the teaching. <laughs> Listen, one man, one man like that. Hey, this, I, I've said this story before, but it's, it's a different one now that has happened. He earns a salary of how much? Is it 2,500 Ghana City or 2,000 something? And then, on her birthday, she forced the husband to buy her a brand new iPhone. In fact, the man had to wait to gather salary. And she wished, buy me as a gift. He bought her the iPhone. Then, the man's younger sister needed a phone. So now, he asked the wife, to give the younger sister the old phone, which was iPhone 13. So she wanted the latest one. So he got the phone and gave to the sister. So one day he was there and the mother said, come. He, he was called home, like haraka, haraka, come home. Come, come, come now. The wife forgot to delete everything on the phone. They saw on the phone that the wife has houses and even has Uber working for her. She, if the man was earning, is it 2,500? The woman was earning, is it 9,000 something or 16,000? And he had no idea. That's why, based on the recent happenings, you see, the teaching has to go with the current happenings. So, based on the recent happenings, where women are being mean to men, your money is our money, and my money is our money. Yes. Now, the man was at loss as to what to do. Yes. The previous story, that one, the house they were living in was for the woman. (laughs) 
and the man was sleeping rent. Yes. This one, she has built how many houses? Is it two houses? She has built two houses and given them for rent for a certain amount of money. And then she asked, she's bought, is it two Ubers or something working for her? And seeing the brother, is it when I tell you women can be? I mean, where was your heart seeing this man struggling with his penny penny salary? And then on top, you demanded iPhone. <laughs> yes. Such a man has no savings, but the woman has money in the account. Don't ask me, Apostle. If it were you, what will you do? Don't ask me. Because you didn't believe the answer of a pastor. Do you understand? Yeah, don't ask me. The day I discovered my wife has played that nonsense. Don't ask me what I will do. Hmm. No. If you pretend to a woman you've lost your job, you'll now be the houseboy. Women have no chills. When she's going, so please clean the bedroom. I'm off to work. Clean the bedroom. Yes. Oh, and I forgot, please uh, prepare the rice before the children come home. Yeah. And she'll do it without thinking twice. When I discover you have two houses, you take one, I'll take one. Yes, you will take one. One is for you, one is for me. Were you not building for us? Two Ubers. One is for you, one is for me. Yes. Because all the monies I could have used to build a house... I put it in your stomach. Yes. One is for you. One is for me. If you say no, then you don't love your marriage. Yes. One is for you. Me too, I start. I'll thank you. Do you know how it is to oversee a building and you have done two? Ah, Charlie. You are very strong. One is for you now. That's how you know that the Bible says that the wealth of the wicked is laid up for the just. Yes. I didn't have to deal with engineers at site, uh, construct, no, you did all that. One is for you, one is for me. And I, I will choose which one. I said, take me to the houses. <laughs> because the land you bought, you, we didn't know, I, did, I didn't know the location. Yeah, when you take me to the and the, the other one is where? So the, the this one is in Karin and the other one is in Runda. So let me go to the Runda one. I want to see it. And when I see the two, I choose the one I like. Yes. The next time I tell you, when you're doing property, please involve me. Yes. One is for you now. 
And we will transfer the document. Because now some women can kill you from that point. Yes. Women, not tampered with the Holy Spirit. The devil fears them. Number four, leaders who have financial weaknesses. Leaders who have financial weaknesses. These are the signs of disloyalty. There are some of you who don't pay tithe. You're a thief. You're a thief. You are a thief. You are living in rebellion against God. Who is the pastor that you can't rebel against him? I mean, God Almighty, you, you, you have power to say God. The 10% you say I should bring to the church. I go chop him. What do you go do? I go chop him. And you have been chopping it. Who is the pastor that you cannot tell you, ah, mimi ni mechoka. So when somebody is a rebel against God, the pastor is a human being. This person doesn't fear God. One of the ways you know somebody doesn't fear God is when they eat the tithe. They may look harmless, but they are more dangerous than any arm robber. Some of you here, if arm robbers met you, they'll realize that they are babies in a game. Because you, they rob men. You, you rob God. They rob men, mortal men. You, you are robbing an immortal God. I've been in the ministry for some time. All pastors I have handled who never pay tithe and they toy with the idea of tithe they almost always end up out of the ministry. And I'll tell you why. God does not employ a thief. All pastors, since I started, up to today, all pastors I have had encounter with who toyed with pain, tithe. Oh, I'll pay this month. I'll pay next month. I'll pay when I feel like paying. No, no, no. Almost all of them at the end of the day never have a ministry. Because God will never appoint a thief. Human beings may vote thieves into power, but God will never put a thief into an office. That's why sometimes when um, pastors are saying, you know, God gave you the presidency, sometimes I they shock. Yeah. 
Because there are a lot, a lot of things we attribute to God that he is nowhere near it. Twelve million people voted. And they chose somebody. Don't bring God into it. Do you understand what I'm saying? Yeah. And those of you who say the voice of the people is the voice of God. Have you heard God's voice before? If I look at the politics done in Africa, I doubt God has put any of these people into office. I doubt. Hey, they may go and kneel down and pastors pour oil on them. It is never true that God put them there. Do you know what elect politicians... Do you know what elect politicians? Do you know what elect politicians? Many of you think is the is not. That's not what elect politicians. Do you know what elect politicians? Conscience. Conscience. Six million people, seven million people with the same conscience says we like this person. It's not this. Conscience. That's why every leader is a reflection of the conscience of the people. It's conscience that make you like this person. They told you the person is a thief. You say, hey, we like him like that. Conscience. So where does God come in? He doesn't come in. He doesn't come in. You know, God gave you to us. God gave you to this. I have one president in my country like that. Yeah, when he started campaigning, he said, the battle is the Lord's. And he used the battle is the Lord's and he won. Right now, God is not in that battle. <laughs> He's alone. Yeah. He, he, you know, Ghanaians are spiritual people. They like so. So the battle is the Lord. Right now, the people are asking, the Lord that gave you the battle, where is he? He can't find the Lord. He's not in it. Six million people with a conscience that admired something, elected it. Yes. If, if you're a leader and you have financial weaknesses, you will not go far. Some of you seated there, you're thieves. Now, I'm not talking of thieves as in you still tithe. Now, that is invisible stealing. Do you understand? Like Peter told Ananias and Sapphira, when the money was, when you sold the land, the land was yours. When he sold it, the money was yours. You could have chosen what to do with it. So that one is invisible stealing. Do you get it? Now, some of you, nobody can trust you with church finances. 
you will doctor reports. Oh yes. In fact, you wouldn't mind putting your hands into the church offering and taking whatever you feel like. Something has told you that God's money is our money. (laughs) There are some people, something has told them that apostles' money is our money. Yes. You know, it's, it's strange. Why do fathers write wheels? Because you'll be surprised. Your father's money is not your money. He chooses who to give it to. That's why they write wheels. If I tell you I'm the priest of this church and they have 2,000 in that office and I tell you go, take the 2,000 and spend it. You are not a thief. I'm anointed. Yes, I've, I've been consecrated into an office. I walk under an apostolic mandate to tell you, go take the... Well, you, you cannot suffer any consequences. But you enter there, you say, oh, church money is our money. And you take it and you go and eat it. You have brought a curse on yourself. Some people don't care. Yeah. People fear demons, though. If I say demon, everybody will start running. Where is he? Where is he? Where is the demon? Where is the demon? So curses. Curses. So, what is curses? And that's the major thing that is fighting Christians. Curses. Demons are easy to subdue, curses are harder to break. And Christians don't fear curses. They fear something that you can subdue. Is what they fear, demons. I am a thief now. We should compose a song for you. <laughs> hey. Woe betides anybody that walks in here and meets you. So, I'm rushing to the airport. Please, give apostle this envelope. Tell him that I, 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 I have to go. I have to go. Hey, that day, he said, we are all in the ministry. <laughs> God knew I needed this. One day, we were doing fundraising to buy a Tent for church. I was surprised at the level of morphisance. The level of morphisance. People raised money, ate the money, and threw the cards away. Now bring us the card too. It became wahala. They chopped like they collected money, thousand, 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 to submit the money and the card became war. Some even left the church because of that. And then you wonder why 
you're not getting blessed. You have a financial weakness. You can't even be faithful in tithing. If somebody, if you're truly correct, somebody gives you 100 shillings, the tithe is 10 shillings. Nobody is saying bring the 100. The tithe is 10 shillings. That is it. We are not even saying, you know, to have a certain level of reputation, just make it 20 shillings. Who owns your 20 shillings? No. He says the tenth of your increase is mine. So 10 shillings. God, this is it. I brought it. Yes. You, you won't give. Then when people give to you, steal it. I mean, you are sinning on all levels. If you give me an envelope in the office and you say, Apostle, I'm giving this to church. Anyone who's ever done any of you have never brought me any envelope. You see that right in your presence, I will call LP or I'll give the envelope and say, please give it to. It is church money. My money is separate from church money. But if you put the money and say, Apostle, I came to honor you with this. I'll call every for what? Niangu. <laughs> from that, what I owe God is 10%. So I will remove it and I'll give my 10%. That is what I owe God. Now, they brought the envelope. You know, the, the, I'm told you want to buy camera. You, okay, I brought you 50,000. Then I look at Odo. Is, is Odo there? Odo is not there. I'm the pastor. How, how would they know? They, they will never know. It's me. I'm the pastor. Then I take the 50K. Say, hello, hello, Nigerian food. Where are you? As you're chopping it, you're receiving curses. As you're eating the food, diseases are entering your body through the food. Because even as a pastor, I have to call. If maybe, maybe I'm lying. I'm teaching something I've never practiced. Yeah. I'll call and say, please, in the presence of them. You see, for, to wait for you to leave is a big temptation. What of the moment you step out of the office and say, hey, Scoofy, so. And how would they know that they give me money in the office? Where's my bag? I put it inside. Imagine how my pastor would think. When Rachel left the office, he said, Elpi, whatever you, I, I, I gave it to Apostle, then Elpi will be waiting. <laughs> Integrity, eh? It takes, listen, it takes so many years to build your reputation. She sits there, she's been waiting since two weeks for me to tell her that, um, They gave me 50,000 to give 
to the church uh, and I, I spent it. One woman wanted to buy is it for one ministry group and sent money. Was the money sent to me? It was sent to me, right? Immediately, I forwarded the money. I said, it's not mine. I said, somebody said they want to do this for, so hold it. When the people are ready, they'll come to you for the money. Is it money? eh? Is temptation. I wait. Then she left the office. When I look, I look, maybe, you see, you didn't see how much was written there when the person was, you you see, $5,000. Say amen. I'm saying you are giving me envelope five thousand dollars. You say amen. <laughs> five thousand dollars. Or you remove some, and then you give some. You see, you have a financial moral. We there are some some of you seated here. You have collected offering at the center for two years. You have chopped them. You, you see, you have already received your blessing. Yeah. You don't have integrity. You see, God is testing you. That's why whatever finances you need, he's not blessing you with it. Because you are not faithful with the hundred bob at the center. Because some you have been instructed what to do with an offering that into your center. Two years on, you have decided that you are the priest of, of Kayole. As for remitting an offering, Mba. Hey, I can give you diverse reasons why some of you are not blessed. You think 50 bob is nothing. It is something. It is something. If the person comes and tells me, Apostle, I'm giving um, this to the church. Hey, oh yeah, it leaves my hand. Yeah. You see, I'll, I'll call my protocol and say, call LP for me. So LP, please, in front of the person, this has been given for this or for that. That's it. But oh, Apostle, I'm blessing you with this. That's when I'll even leave the envelope on my desk. Yes. Siako is mine. I'll be bold. I don't even have to hide it. Yes. Then if LP enters my office and says, hmm, they're giving him envelope. It could be for the church. Hmm? So, when she gave me the envelope, then as yourself, LP, I'm in a hurry. But I've, 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 I've given it to Apostle. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Thank you, thank you. Then she's been waiting for. You see, she's my pastor, but she knows that her pastor is a thief. Yes, she knows it. Hey, learn how not to like hold money like your life depends on it. Me, I give out more than I receive. I give out more. And you see that always God is supplying to you. 
Yes. Yes. You see, always he is supplied. You that is eating center offering, you have received your financial prosperity. That's, yes, continue eating the hundred. No, you, you, you know, you joke. I said, you see, for all that God is going to bless you, you have reduced it to hundred bob. Chop them. When we were younger, there's a way we used to steal from soup or stew, meat. Did you also steal? I have before. Oh, you are holy, eh? You are stealing center of free. You say you have never stolen meat in a pot. I could steal the meat from the pot and then I, I have to heat the, the whole soup to rearrange and cover my tracks. Yes. And my mother will always know. So, she's to give you two meat, right? You have already eaten. So, you get a quarter. I'm sure your parents did it to you. They may not have told you. You have stolen meat. Eh? Okay, no problem. They just tell, they look at you and they see the meat is here. So, you don't need more meat. Just give you a quarter. Yes. Some of you, that's what God is doing to your finances. Yes. Hmm. I had one pastor who never paid tithe. If I, I knew him for three years... I can count how many times he paid tithe. Yes. Such a person can never have a ministry. You know, sometimes people look at some certain people and say, oh, he's, he's bankrolling the church. Tithe! The person doesn't even pay. Bankroller that doesn't pay tithe. When you see the person walking, you say, he's carrying the church church on his soul. If we show you the people who carry the church, they are sitting down kule. You just see somebody walking around. Sonko, your apostle. (laughs) (laughs) When we sit in meetings, the person has even vomit. One house fly. Yes. I'm waiting for the day somebody gives tithe and the tithe solves the church's problem. Don't say amen. You, you are eating center of rain. that has ended with the church, not ended with my pocket. You see, then you want me to send someone who has gotten accustomed to eating center offering to go and start a church. I know be mumu. 
The person has shown you how unfaithful he is with small things. Is it now he's in New York and the tithe is in dollars? He will see his entire village and say, now I know what to do. Yes. So you see, some of you, when it's time for you to become pastors, will say, we are sorry. For two years, we have not received your center offering. Please, what did you do with the center offering? Do cats here eat fried fish? Or is just where I come from? They do. They like it. Every cat likes deep fried fish. Right? You, you have been in the house. You are the house cat. And all the tests we administered, putting fried fish before you, you have eaten it. Let me tell you how I knew the young man stole my money from my wallet. I got to church one day. I was driving. I bought something. So I had 200 or 500 shillings change on me. So I got downstairs and I was, I parked the car. So I wanted to take the money and put the money in my wallet. Then I heard a voice of the Holy Spirit says, no, leave the money there. So I left the 500 there. So that day, this is my protocol. He was, Apostle, the car key, I want to clean the car. He was, hey, you, he, like he was excited about cleaning the car. I didn't understand. So that day, like his, his level of excitement was Jew, Jew, Jew. Hey. So he cleaned the car. And in the night, I finished upstairs and I went to go. Halfway, the Holy Spirit asked me, where's your money? I looked and the money was gone. So that night, the Holy Spirit told me, he took the money, right? And I didn't say anything. Then, my money, no, no, the Holy Spirit was preparing me for bigger stealings. So when I stood in the shop and they told me, I I checked and I didn't have enough money. Then the Holy Spirit said to me, the one who took the money he left in the car is the same person who took the money. When I came, because there were two around the office, I I called the specific one and I said, ask your brother why he took money from my wallet. Because the Holy Spirit told me the same person who took it is the same person who took this one. If I tell you the the examination I have done for people and I have marked their script and I have not given them their results, you will be surprised. (laughs) Now people are wondering, hey, where is my script? So, 
Brothers and sisters, if you have financial weakness, deal with it now. Yeah, start by being faithful with tithe. Do you understand? Yeah. Some of you, you are too greedy. You're too greedy. Yeah. What is 10 shillings? Ah, I won't give it. What is 100 shillings? Ah, I won't give it. You're greedy. And God can see you're greedy. So, it's easy for you to open up yourself to the spirit of rebellion because already you're a thief. Mercy. If you like, say mercy. If you like, don't say mercy. Someone who is a thief is in rebellion against God. This rebellion will eventually turn against the pastor. If such a thief is confronted about his evil deeds, yes, there are people, once you confront them, instead of being sorry, they are actually now the ones that are angry. He's likely to be incensed against you. In his anger at correction, he may also walk out and spread negative stories about you. Most negative stories are spread by thieves. Write it. Most negative stories are spread by thieves. He will spread negative stories about you, claiming that you are the real thief. <laughs> are you here? Or you've gone home? You see, it's, it's very possible that your mother didn't beat out the spirit of stealing. And you still have it. But now you know how to pray. So pray it out of your life. Such that if you walked past here and you are the only person in the sanctuary and you saw an envelope and you checked and it has money. You will look for a responsible person. So, um, LP, I was just passing and I saw this envelope. It had money in it. I, I don't know who it is for. Nobody saw you, but you will do the honorable thing. Yes. Banks hate to employ thieves. There is the while. You're handling people's millions. You're handling people's hundreds of thousands. And then you're a thief. Ah. I got somebody a job in a politician's house. She lost the job because of stealing Madondo and Mafuta. Those days there was Nakumat. They'll go and shop, shop, shop for the house. Then my church member will shop, shop, shop from their 
house. They shop for their house. She shops from the house. And when she was caught, instead of being humble, I said, Apostle, I'm sorry. Da, 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 da. She told her children, I am leaving that church. If any of you step foot in that church, I will curse all of you. He was telling his children. Okay. The other day, one of her daughters was lying in another prophet. She has become an international actor for fake prophets. You see that the curse has fallen onto the children and is spreading. When she left the church after being discovered for stealing and all that, she started talking bad. So one day, I was being driven from Karyoko, coming down to, and I saw, I, I told the pack the car. And I got out and I said, hey, you are the one spreading. Oh, you know, man of God, I, I said, if the next time I hear you open your mouth and you say, she just entered one, whatever, and disappeared. <laughs> you know how they wanted to throw Jesus down and he disappeared inside and that's how she disappeared up from that dip till now I've not set my eyes on her I, I, I told her to tell me the things she's saying in my face if you're strong you see that I'm stronger than you The next time you open your mind, is it because they didn't arrest? You're saying, uh, then she just went back. You know, the, the way they make tables around there. She just, with blue drums, those blue, whatever. She disappeared behind one. Me, what I'm not afraid of is confrontation. Yeah. If a juju man walks in here and start chanting, it's you that will run. I was in the office, I think is it today, and we had, it was early, so somebody and I, we had the, this dog, Coco, the, I saw the person was shaking. I said, see, a coward. <laughs> if we send you to a village and there's a witch doctor in the village, that's how you'll be doing evangelism. And then when the witch doctor is coming, you pass the other way. My pastor used to live in one of our houses where there was a Muganga. When I drop the pastor and the Muganga sees me, he passes this way. 
when they say do midnight to midnight fasting. I can't do it. Uh, what is this? I'm, I'm, I'm still 23. How many sins have I committed? <laughs> so those of us who are fasting is because we are old and we've committed more sins. Fasting is according to how many sins you have committed, isn't it? Okay, don't worry. You two, you are growing. When you are 35, you see now, you don't have to do midnight to midnight. You have to do midnight to the next three midnights. Since we are fasting according to our multitude of years and the sins we have committed. <laughs> and by the way, the older you are getting, the more your sins reduce. So you younger ones, you have more sins. Yes. Yes. <laughs> Anyway, Judas was a thief. Are you one? Hmm. That one is a rhetoric question. Answer it for yourself. Yes. Number five, leaders who are worldly. Korogocho Festival. Is there something like that? Koroga. <laughs> Koroga. Koroga. Koroga Festival. Koroga Festival, you are there. Shaking your bum bum. Taking pictures. Yes. Some of you, Jesus has saved you. Right? But he hasn't saved you from taking pictures. You see, those of you who are fixated with images, pictures, you have a problem. Today I'll tell you the problem. You have a very bad and a deep attachment to self. Yes. No, no, no. Wait, wait, wait. I'm talking about those of you who are even hiding the pictures. You see, the world calls it self-love. And self-love is on Christ-like. You cannot love yourself. I'm, I, I don't know how to... You, I said you cannot love yourself. Some of you, if they take camera phone away from you, you'll be depressed.
That is why John the Beloved talks about the love, the, the last of the flesh. Yes. It includes this self. You know, some of you, to you, you are the most beautiful thing God ever put on this planet Earth. You must showcase them. You see, you see these girls in social media. What are they displaying? Flesh. <laughs> Magnify it. Magnify it. Magnify it. As I'm teaching this point, magnify it. It is a sickness. I hate taking pictures and I hate them taking it about me. I hate it. Some of you, the doctors have told you three pictures in the morning, three pictures in the afternoon, three pictures in the evening. It's a prescription. Three pictures in the morning, three pictures in the afternoon, three pictures in the evening. So, if you fail the afternoon prescription, you start going crazy. Hannah. <laughs> Mm-hmm. <laughs> proof of life. Oh, proof of life. Oh, okay. Bless. Hashtag. Bless. How is looking sexy? Bless. How is putting your lips there for a boy to say, how is that bless? So you, the blessing is to spread lusts all over the place. Do you have the comment? Or you can't find it. If you can't find it, just leave it there as I'm teaching this point. Some of you, you have, some of you, we need to give you to psychologists or psychiatrists because you have an unhealthy fixation on yourselves. There are some of you, if we go into your pictures, eh? There is no slave queen that will beat you. You have sexy, saucy, enchanting, revealing pictures. And that's a very dangerous thing. One thing I fought all my life 
is to never get fixated on looks. Me, right from the university, I could be walking and two girls would stop me. So, what is the perfume you're using? Yes. Imagine all those things were entering my head. No, it's something if you want. Listen. Uh, you don't know. You when they tell you you are handsome, you say, yeah, you know. Yeah. It's like that, it's like that. Huh? I know, I know, I know. I know. I know. It's a weakness. It's a weakness. Yes. You soon see that now you have the spirit of lust. And you feel like you must have any girl you want. You slay them. If you're a nice young man, and then God puts even a small drop of anointing on you, if you have integrity, you see that sometimes it's you that will even steer the interest of the sisters, the unhealthy interest of the sisters, you steer it into a right kind of relationship. Yes. And you don't take advantage of it. You, they don't even tell you you are nice. They just say, ah, green light. Green light. Green light. Any boy seeing this picture will start having ideas. True or not true. And she's still admiring herself. I'm teaching it, but she's still admiring herself. <laughs> you didn't get it at the first one. She's still admiring herself. <laughs> hey, post your picture so I don't care. Because some of you are holding your pictures prisoner. <laughs> release them and feel free behave like some people they have realized ah, I cannot be a prisoner I, I'm going to post it release them some of you the pictures are crying when will you post me post them post them and get over it You know, I didn't prepare the guys in the room. Yes, but I think once I told Kelvin, I wanted to show you how the Facebook page of a real first lover looks like. I wanted to give him an account and he just would scroll through the page and you see the, how the real page of a Christian looks like. So please, the, the pictures have spoken to me last night. Release them. Yes. Release the proofs of life. Release all the proofs. You understand what I'm saying? Yeah, because the pictures are not happy that you have taken them and you are not posting them. Please post them. Yes. You are into the ministry of pictures. 
You cannot fail in that ministry as well. Post them. May I stop here and tell you that girls who are overly obsessed with image are not achievers. Yes, that's why all these girls are slay queens. And then you go to the bank, you see a sister who has never taken one picture in her life. She's the managing director. But when you see her car, it is a machine. And she has never even stood by the car and taken picture before. The, the one who is not the one that passing, hey, hey, proof of life. <laughs> proof of life. <laughs> Today I must give my followers proof of life. <laughs> uh, let me give proof of life. Hey! <laughs> Some of you are giving the witches in your family sleepless night. (laughs) Proof of life. To think about the ability to even cone the words to write around the picture to make it proof of life. Hashtag blessed. If I take you to the page of a real first lover, you see that there's a difference. That's how you know that the person believed the scripture that says we are in this world, but we are not of the world. Your Christianity is looking like the world. We are in this world. And then Paul says also in another place. So you know that it's not an unbiblical teaching. It's a correct biblical teaching. He says that even using the things of the world, you use it as though you are not of this world. You, you, you must be a Christian that uses Facebook like, like it's something you just have to use to do something for God. Not like it's is part of me and I'm part of it and we are together in the world. No. That's why today you check is the people who write worldly things, who get the comments, who get the likes, and who gets the appreciation. And they that use this world as not abusing it for the fashion of this world passeth away. You use the things of this world as not what? Abusing it. One girl took another girl to the bathroom and positioned the girl in front of her and put her two hands on her breast and they took the picture. Do you understand? Yes. A girl massaging breasts. Use this world, but not as what? Abusing it. Some of you are seated there, you have two accounts. One is secret. 
and one is for church members. I learned that trick, Kitambo. So some of you want, they, so what they do is they block all the church members on that secret account. And then this one for abusing, they don't even care about it. The real action is going on behind the scenes. One day you forget to block somebody. Don't worry. (laughs) One day you make a mistake. Yes. One young man in a dancing stars, he made a mistake. He blocked everybody, but he didn't block somebody. And he had posted hard porn on his status. A girl that they were using bottle into her. That's what he posted. But he thought he was wise. He had blocked everybody. That's how one pastor was going to send naked photo. Hey, one day God will disgrace you. This pastor is going to send naked photo of a woman. And God told him, send it to your status. So he took the picture to the status and he left it there. Yes. So some people saw the. Hey, pastor. Then they were very benevolent. Some some of these girls they sit here. They they are not mumu. They are. I said, "Hello, pastor. Um, um, Pastor Edwin. Let me use Pastor Edwin. He won't be offended." Um, there's something on your your status. Um, I'm, 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 I don't know if it's you, but please, please check. There's something on your status. So, oh, somebody has hacked my phone. You are very weak as a man when you stand there and then you pump your pimpim and then you take a picture. You are very weak. You are inadequate. You are bereft upstairs. You are sick. Like you have a sickness in the head. There are some girls they are there, and then a man sends peeping. Like straight to them. Girls suffer. Oh, girls are suffering. So he's thinking that by having a picture of an erected, when you see it, you say, Hey, Nataka he ni tamu sana, tamu, tamu. Then he's got you. You see, is is that's a sick mind. If they tell you the disease that will pion from the tamu, you will get super gonorrhea. Yes. And those of you who are just going randa randa, I hear there's a strange gonorrhea in town. I hear it won't go away. Yes. So we'll see you in church. You are leading praise. What should we do? 
<laughs> the thing is super. You know, some brothers, they behave very irrationally and like they're not correct. What you don't know is that gonorrhea can stay in a man's body for many years. And one of the places it eats is their brain. Syphilis and gonorrhea, they do, they damage so sometimes when you see the brothers here behaving like, if you like, let's do a syphilis test. You see that half of the brain has been eaten by syphilis. Or syphilis is holding onto the brain and he's shaking it. So, worldly leaders, they like to fit into the world. You know, we are also living. I mean, you can't follow this thing like you are not alive. <laughs> you need some life, man. You need some life. I mean, get some life into your life. The things that entertain you are worldly things. There's Koroga Festival. You are going. A Saga Saga Night. You are going. Ramogi Night. I, I cannot, I have to go. Why is it happening? Kisumu, ah, no problem. I'm going. He doesn't have a place he's going to sleep oh. But as long as he goes. That, that's how people are audacious when it comes to worldly things. Yeah. Tell him to come and wait on the mountain. He's so... I'm not used to having one bathroom toilet. Yes, sharing. I mean, I know sharing is caring, but I can't use. Yeah. And the same person will go for that meeting and go and use the bush. Some leaders are worldly. Is it as well when you were not saved before, you could go and smoke bangi as your eyes are red, you still want to take a picture? It's part of worldliness. Do you understand? Yes. Like there's a world inside of you that's alive. Some of you, if you want to tell yourself the honest truth, eh, 
you have tried. Six years with limited posting of pictures. You, you, like, you are even congratulating yourself. How manage? By now, your Instagram has unlimited age. I think my dogs are even more photographed than I am. Yes. It got to a time they used to find it difficult to get a photo of me to do posters. They got tired of using one photo. Meanwhile, my members have albums. Me, I wanted to live in a way that when I'm dead, there's just one or two pictures to show. Yeah. Because if the only memory you have when you are dead is your pictures, you are useless. There should be bigger things that reminds people of the footprint you left behind, not your pictures. Every day when we see your picture, then we cry, Oh, I'm a kufa. No, we should see the cathedral you built in Kisumu. And then we say, oh, he built it. Yes. We should see the pastors you raise. And then that draws tears. Not we see your picture. Every year, Facebook reminds us that you died. You know, this world there eh, is passing away. Don't fool yourself. And everything with it is passing away. And I think the last two or three days I've been seeing a young man trending. He's dead and trending because he was a singer. You know? And if you see the photos they are posting of him, very, very nice photos. And then finally one guy posted almost, I think, his last minute photos. And you see there was a difference. This world is passing. We are nothing. When Joel was alive, I talked about a certain slave queen. He was the only one who knew her name. It's a Tanzanian slave queen. He's the only one who knew the name of the slave queen. Even the people who were, nobody knew it. Then they put the picture. If you see, bomb, bomb. I think that's why Joel liked it. And you see skin, right? And then the person you're seeing with all the beauty is dead. You see that the world and everything in it is passing. So that's why you can't be fixated. You are born again and be fixated on like a particular thing. It's passing away. When I saw the pictures, I was wondering who the person was. Yeah. Then I saw also the last minute pictures and I said to myself, Human beings were really nothing. Really nothing. So that's why the you see your your legacy cannot be a photo. I don't know how true it is that they are saying he was poisoned in a church. 
I hope I hope it's just something to tr- tr- uh, trend. But if you're spoiling in a church, then we have a problem. Yeah. How did poison find its way to a church? Some of you, the way when we are teaching, you are looking at me. I'm beginning to suspect some of you. How can someone die, be poisoned? Of all things that should be associated with the church, it's killing one of our own. I hope not. I hope it's just a useless story. It will still confirm the fact that people are in church and they are not born again. Demas was in the church, but he loved the world. Second Timothy 4.10 For Demas has forsaken me, having loved this present world. See how Paul put it, present world. So the world is only present as it is now. Yes, it, it, it passes. It passes. Some of you people are telling you, go, go, you are young, go and enjoy in the world. Careful. Is it the people who encourages you like that? And when the wahala comes, they will be far, far away from the wahala. Yes. But you, you're the one who encouraged you. told me, that you should have known better should have known better. Any one of you who wants to ride on beauty, ride on skin, ride on height, ride on shape, to gain advantage in this world, you are worldly. Yes. Someday, you will be 45. And you're going to be, you know, some of you, I can suspect that when you are 45, you'll be very depressed. Like you didn't like how old you are becoming. That is what I'm saying. Yes. That's why sometimes mothers hate their daughters. It's because of the beauty of youth, which they have lost. It's shocking. It's shocking. You'll be surprised that as Haki Kashiro is putting Japanese. The mother is looking and says, see, Mumu. Because she, she cannot put the Japanese. She won't look the Japanese thing. Do you understand? Yeah, you'll be surprised. You'll be looking. Look at this one that I, I spend my life. I spend. Yeah, some mothers are like, they see the youth. And then you see, she also doesn't know that. Where the mother is, she will soon be there. No beauty lasts forever. 
Some of you, you were messed up when you were younger. That's why you're obsessed with yourself. Like this girl, I can suspect how long she stands in front of the mirror. I'm sure even when she's doing something, the mirror is just there. I have to look at the mirror. If the mirror is not there and the mirror is there, she will be going there five times. She just has to check it. Is it, is it all right? Yeah. Is everything okay? Yeah. It has to be okay. Yes. That obsession with self is unhealthy. Hey. When they dress, they'll stand in front of and then my wife was wearing jeans and for the first time I said hey I didn't know women are mad that jeans to wear it and they have to jump like they void and then to get it they have to and sometimes they are asking for your assistance and I'm asking how do I help you Anything you have to jump is a sign that don't wear it. No, they won't listen. Yeah. Then now to close the last button, <laughs> they have to lie down. Ah. So there's a formula to the. <laughs> You see, Jacinta will tell Odo, Odo, come and help me. <laughs> Some of you, the reason you can't do so well is because of this worldliness. Yeah, you are not investing in the anointing. You're investing in worldliness. There are some brothers here, when they get money, instead of buying a book, to get anointing, they'll buy a shoe. Yes, I'm going there. Then when you look at his center, he has three people, but he has seven shoes. You have more shoes than your members. You have more trousers than your members. You have more sheds than your members. You see, it shows where you are investing first. Yes, I did ministry for many years. God is my witness. With one khaki trousers and a white shirt. Yes, but I was looking for the anointing. When I had the anointing, I could buy any shirt. I could travel and preach. And then I buy $100 shirt, $150 shirt for my church members. If I return with 
a hundred dollar shirt and I came with 15 of them. How much is that? $1,500. I give this person, take, this person, take. this. And if they go and check, they'll see that it is a hundred or hundred and fifty dollars. But there was a time I couldn't buy even the one for ten dollars. But you wait and you get the anointing and you see that when you do ministry now, you can buy any shoe. In fact, if you like, buy a shoe where they have written your name and the name is moving. When you move, it says Kohana. When you move this one, this one says Steve. Do you understand? And the name is customized shoe. But at least get the anointing first. If you have more shoes than your members, and I'm not talking about like one pair of shoes. When we count the two, one, two, then we count another three, four. Do you understand? And we are not counting your center members. Your shoes are more than the center members. Ah, partner, there's a problem right there. Go and sell the shoes. Remain with one and bring me the sale of the, as an offering. <laughs> Invest in the anointing. Akikashiro. Number six. Let me give you the last one for today. Leaders who think that they can do what you're doing better than you can. Leaders who think that they can do what you're doing better than you can. Sometimes as you're teaching, you can see the people who are telling themselves that they are a better teacher than you. If you're a pastor, or if you're one of my pastors, and you have somebody seated in your little branch, who makes you feel like you are not special? You'll be a fool to keep the person in that branch to undermine you and undermine your authority. You'll be a fool. Tell the person that there are many churches. Please. Apostle has given me this one. Please go to the next church where you admire the pastor. Don't sit in the church and so she doesn't even teach like apostle. Her examples are not funny. Who told you me I'm funny? I'm not funny. And no teacher is called to be funny. You see, don't use demonic sentiments to destroy the ministry of pastors.
If somebody, if you can, listen, you don't need evidence. So you just look at Frank. Frank is thinking he can teach. Hey, Frank, when we close, see me. When he comes, I want you to go to another church from today. We are not fighting here. Yeah. And please, don't think I don't like you. Yeah. It's because when he, I'm teaching, I see the scriptures he wants to use are flashing in his forehead. And so you see, like this place, that's the, that's the scripture I would have you. And I can, yeah, he's calculating scriptures I'm not using. Do you understand? Yes. So when he is not happy with my teaching, oh, you know, when he's teaching, that's why I always say this, that if I choose somebody to teach, you had better appreciate what the person is teaching. Oh, it's Frank. So he, 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 oh, anyway. We miss apostle today. Don't miss me. No, 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 no. Don't miss me. Because he has a ministry as well. You cannot use your sentiment. You know, we like apostle when he's teaching better. Then don't like me. Because you don't understand the vision. Close your eyes again. He's trying to tell me that he can teach better than I can teach. Yeah. That's why I can be teaching and you can't even sleep. It's because my teaching is not like, wow. Sleeping is a sign of familiarity. Yawning as I'm teaching is a sign of... Fa- oh. You should be a bold pastor to send out anybody that is yawning as you are teaching. The person is trying to tell you that, you know, you have made me bored. Like, you're boring. If I don't fight for L.P. Burial's ministry, tomorrow I'll appoint this young man and the same demons that killed her ministry will kill his. I'll appoint this young man and the same demons that killed him her ministry will kill his ministry. And then I'll appoint this one. And the same spirits that kill that ministry will kill. So when will ministers rise up? If it has to be apostle. It has to be apostle before you write. If it's your pastor, you look at her for two hours. In your head, you are doing, I'm a Zemanini. And you see, God sees your thoughts. So you can sit there, Emily, for two years and she cannot be a blessing to you. Not because she's not a blessing, but because you are yet to accept that she's a blessing. And the people who suffer from that sickness are girls, women. Women hate the authority of other women. If I tell Anne, um, choose between 
What's your name? Cliff. <laughs> choose between Cliff and Natasha as your leader. She said, I choose Cliff. Normally, she will choose him above another girl. Why do you think no woman has ever become a president? No, don't tell me there is one accidental president. Yet, in a population of a country, women outnumber men. Do you understand? So, if women wanted a woman president, by now, almost all countries will have women, but let one of their own stand. That's when women don't become president. You know, I, when I saw the running mate for, I thought bass. For once, they'll see a woman that, and then they'll, happy. You should hear the people castigating are women. If you like, buy a car in your family today. Your haters will not be men. It will be the other women in your family. She is showing up. This is what she was. The khaki is doing like this. And the khaki is doing like this. And it's jealousy. That's why women are prone to jealousy. Yes. And envy easily. And can't accept the leadership of another woman. And men, most of the time, don't really mind. Yes. They don't really mind the leadership of a woman. Yeah. This one, she'll choose this one and leave out a fellow girl. One lady told me, I do not apologize to my fellow woman. Yes, the person is here. Yes. I was shocking. Because I actually thought the easier person to apologize to is a, f- a fellow female and harder to apologize to a man. Nah. I don't apologize to a fellow woman. Hey. They have entered one fellow fellowship. There are some women, if they are lifting up, depends on another woman. They don't like. They say, "Watch I cry." Yeah, they would rather suffer poverty than be humble. Oh yes. And you see, I can tell you for free that that is near demonic. As I'm teaching now, you are calculating, huh? You know, if I was the one teaching, you know. I'll bring about, I mean, this particular point, I'll bring about the mystery of the revelation. Hey! I'll talk about how Elisha admired the ministry of Elijah. That's why you don't have the microphone. I want us to know, church, 
without a shadow of doubt that leadership is not measured by fluency. Leadership is measured by results. Not your ability to speak grammar. It's okay. We know you can speak good English. But good English is not leadership. Maybe your mother drank enough tea when she was pregnant with you. Do you understand? Yeah. And somebody's mother ate clay. Two of you cannot speak the same way. But that doesn't mean you are a better leader. Today it's clear here. Ndongo. Kodongo. Odoa. You, your mother was drinking tea in the morning. Every day she was baptizing you with British breakfast. And so when you came out, you said, hello, ma'am. Hey, hi, ma'am. Hey, you know, hey. This one, the mother ate Odoa. So when he pronounces one word, hey, you hear Odoa everywhere. It doesn't mean you are a better leader because your English is perfect. So don't sit there and say, oh, I can do better than apostle. You see, by the anointing, eh, sit. let me tell you something. How the thing is, by the anointing, by the anointing, when a person who is anointed is operating, it looks so easy. Until, you see how Tobias led a prayer. The prayer before I came, it looked like a funeral. <laughs> but when I'm leading the prayer, or a pastor, you, you see, you, you'll be there saying, ah, the day I lead the prayer, you see. Now he has the mic to lead the prayer. He was conducting a funeral. So when somebody is operating the anointing, it's so easy, it looks so cool. Until Shika Mike come and lead her, and then you realize, hey, you see that. See where I'm standing and I'm teaching. You you teach from here. So you see, the Bible says that when since when did I stand here to give a prayer point? I haven't mentioned your name, just look for it. Since when did I stand here? And give a prayer point. But you see, when I'm, it, it looks easy. Yeah, yeah, I can also do it. Then when they give you, you see that you are now coming to the shadow. Since when? Look at the distance I've walked. This is where you are standing. If by mistake you come here, then you remind yourself, go back, go back. Go back. Since when did I teach from here? Since when did I communicate from here? Why are you the one standing here? But you see, when you are sitting down there, it looks easy. 
You see, you are talking to people from here, so you can't affect them. If you are standing and talking to me, I am like, what is happening here? I'm even struggling to see your shadows. Speaking, teaching is a spiritual thing. So I'm here. But while you sit down, and you see, there's another mumu who is seeing the one who is standing here. And she's also telling you, I can do Look at how she's giving the prayer point. If it is me, I'll do it like apostle. Give her. She should say, so you see. <laughs> can you see me? Are we together? Uh-huh. So, you see, because you... <laughs> She was standing there. I said, you can do better. When they give you automatic, something just pushes you behind the pillar. Yes. I want my embarkasi members to believe that they have the best pastor. Yes. I want my Apache church members to believe that they have the best pastor possible. And if I remove somebody and I take the person there, I want the people there to believe that Apostle has sent us the best pastor. Not you are ministering to people who are second guessing you. Even the scripture, he, she didn't get it correct. Apostle would have used that scripture. <laughs> Thank God you are a prophetess and you know which scripture I will use. So that's why it's so difficult for us to nurture leaders. Yes. There are people in the choir who think that Rachel is too lightweight to tell them what to do. When will she grow up into a, a good leader? And then there's somebody in maybe the dancing stars who thinks somebody is too whatever to tell them what to do. When will that person become a good leader? No. You see, they always say that uneasy lies the head that wears the crown. And the king that wears the crown, eh, he doesn't sleep at night. It's not only, when I started appointing pastors, right from the beginning, even in the MMR church, I had to come all the time to remind the church members when the pastors are preaching to say amen. Do you remember? When I appoint pastors and they are trying, they, they will just be So when the pastor finishes, the thing is so bizarre. I had to come. So now you appoint pastors, then two, you have to convince the congregation that they are anointed. So I started fighting for pastors, not like Leo. Even in an MMR church. Until now, when they will now respond, the response came from tribal angles. The Kikuyus will respond to the Kikuyu pastor. Then the Luyas will do, hey, la, 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 la. when the <laughs> Luya pastor is preaching. They'll enjoy it till they do, la, 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 for the
<laughs> so I noticed that when Pastor A preaches, some people don't, they are not moved. Then when is the turn for another pastor is a different part of the stadium that responds. I could pick up those things so easily. I could never forget one day when I don't know whether it was a lawyer pastor or a low pastor, whether he was low or lawyer, I don't know. And he preached. And I couldn't hear anything he preached. But all the lawyers were standing on their feet. I think that was the day I heard That's the day I heard it. And when the Meru pastor was preaching also, the Merus were giving their... Then when I come, all of them combine. Yes. You may think I'm telling stories, but it was true. Yeah, it was so true. I had to come and start. When your pastors are teaching, you have to say amen. You see, I'm raising people. Somebody with common sense is here. Hey, apostle is fighting for the pastors. When I become a pastor, that's how he will lift up my ministry. Whoever he has given to us, he didn't pray well about giving us this pastor. I can do, even me, I can do better. I'm the one supposed to be the breakfast of this church. You see, that's why you're talking like a fool. When you think like that, yeah, you start undermining authority and it won't go well with you. Yeah. Me, if these pastors were not under authority, I'll tell you don't go to their church. I will advise you against going to any church led by a woman without a covering. You see L.P. Berry will choose one fine boy and marry her in the church. Women ministers without authority do the most absurd, bizarre things. Yes. You see the prophetess has told you when you and your husband are having sex the Holy Spirit has instructed that I will be there. They are the ones who give the weirdest prophecies. Huh. Instead of her saying she wants threesome. <laughs> She's using the Holy Spirit. Huh? Me? That she's a woman of God without covering. I'll not encourage you to go. But if she's undercovering, yeah, you will be wrong to undermine that authority. I know you have MBA and PhD. 
But if my pastor didn't go to school, that is my pastor. There you, he finished. And so I want to correct an English you spoke. Hey, who made you English correct I, in, in a church? Leave his English alone. You go and correct his English. Now he stands there. When he sees you, he's, hey, you say my English is correct, uh, is wrong. Let me. So you see, the devil has succeeded in using you to deflate the pastor to discourage the pastor and to make sure he's bereft of courage to teach the word of God. Who made you a corrector? If my pastor's teaching is wrong, it's me that will call them. Yeah, me, you can teach and I call you and I tell you, you taught rubbish. And then my wife thought, when she finished, I said, what was that? It's me, I've eaten the Bible all my life. You, you are just coming. From that time when she's going to teach, she brings me the sermon note. So can you help me with this one? I said, that's correct. I'll help you. You know your place. I'll help you now. When she, I married her and she first came and I used to tell her, you, today, you see, when I take them, I appreciate Pastor Edwin, the preaching is so wonderful. In the office, you preach rubbish. Do you see, I'm handling and training and building the pastor in the closet. He will improve. He will get better. Yeah, unless you, you lack humility. Do you understand? Yeah. But when I stand here, yeah, this is the most, in my head, rubbish. Happy Barry has just thought rubbish. So, this is one of the best messages I've heard. Because you are all students. You can't know that the, the marking script is with me. Then when I, I say, come, I take the marking script now to the office. And I said, how could you say that this scripture means this? And if she has humility, she would understand that I got it wrong. But God hasn't told you that you should be telling. Help me. What? What? I, are you sure that example fitted in that place? Huh. That point. Apostle has taught it before, but when he taught it, he actually said that it means that the Holy Spirit was moving like logoligi, logoligi, logoligi. But you have said the Holy Spirit was moving straight. Which one should we believe? Believe what she has told you. <laughs> Don't now even bring it. Oh, um, there is some people can ask you like trap questions. To judge somebody you have no idea they are judging. And sometimes I see the trap questions and I, I choose not to answer. I know it's a trap. The moment I answer, I knew Richard was wrong. I knew it. I knew it. Apostles just confirming that. That's what I was thinking. Even if they are pastors, they should grow fast. They should grow up very fast. 
do better, I can do better, I can do better. When they give you a microphone, you go behind the pillar. We now have to use two ashes to pull you forward. I now come and I say that. I say, where is this? Where is she talking? Cliff and El Nama, go and pull her in the front. You see that two soldiers are coming for you. But you were the one who was judged. I can do it, man. The day I teach. Some people have prepared their teaching since Jesus was crucified. Some are even waiting for the day I'll die. Then they released the 21st century revelation. That's the same reason why pastors are teaching error in the name of revelation. It doesn't matter if your teaching sounds basic. If it's doctrine, you have to make sure that it fits doctrine, then you teach it. Otherwise, you teach error. I had one man of God, the other saying, they saying that Jesus Christ was powerless. There are some pastors, I feel like I give them elbow. I mean, why would you want to sound so, you know, Jesus Christ is powerless. He's without his power. And some moments are clapping. You see, so when you listen to such rubbish, then you stand there, and then your pastor is teaching, then you are marking. Now, but Joseph Prince said that the the covenant of whatever is not. Oh, but um, Pastor Chris said that the Holy Spirit. But you start measuring your pastor by other pastors. That's the church you should be in. That's your real pastor. Don't make me a caretaker pastor for a pastor who lives far away from you. Some of you, you need plenty to go to your real pastors and you can't buy it. So you have made us caretaker pastors. Your real pastor is in Nigeria. I've not mentioned your name. Seated from here to here. Your real pastor is in Nigeria. Your real pastor is in Kisumu. Seated from here to here. As for these people, I don't know where their pastor is. (laughs) Allow ministries of appointees to grow. Don't be used of the devil. Allow the ministry of appointees to grow. One day, others will allow your ministry to also grow. Don't sow bad seeds. We have no doubt that you have received a blessing from the word of God preached by Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw. Do join either of our services at Love Springs International Church Headquarters this and every Sunday at 9 a.m. Connect with Apostle Raymond Tamaklaw on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram. God richly bless you and lead you in a series of victories.